0: Hi, welcome back. I'm here with Enpei Lam. Enpei, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Al? I'm doing real well. And uh, we were just talking and you had shared that you were going to be in Hong Kong. However, you're not uh, quite there yet. You want to share where you're joining us from? Well, I'm right now in Bangkok,
1: Thailand. Um, uh, It's it's quite a bit of journey to, to travel to Hong Kong. You know, I... Originally live in, uh, Los Angeles and, uh, U S unfortunately was one of those nine countries that Hong Kong mm. doesn't welcome. So, uh, I would have to travel to a, another country, get washed out for 14 days before going there. Yet the, uh, the policy has just changed. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it changes every day, but long story short, I'm, uh, I was, I'm supposed to be in Hong Kong in the quarantine hotel today at this moment, but I'm not. Cause my fi- my flight got canceled. And, uh, but here I am. Hey, here you
0: are. You, you still held true and and joined us. So, you know, thank you for doing Mm -hmm. that. I was like, all right, Hey, we can push, but, uh, you know, thank you for showing up, uh, as you've done. So we're going to talk about turnover analysis today, but before we do, uh, do you mind introducing yourself and a little bit, uh, who you are and your background? Of course, again, my, my name is Sam lim I currently, I lead the, uh, global. Uh, people
1: analytics and planning function for Cushman and Wakefield, a, uh, commercial real estate company. Um, it happens, we have an, we have an office here as well in, in Bangkok, Thailand. And, um, I, I was, uh, you know, I've got the pleasure to, uh, meet with the colleagues over here as well as I'm washing out. <laughs> so, um, been with the company a little bit more than six months now, uh, although it feels like, uh, uh, quite a long time. Um, so, uh, you know really building up the function here for, for the company, having a lot of fun. And, uh, prior to here, I was with Aon, uh, was a consultant doing the same thing, people analytics and people planning. And, uh, prior to that, I was with Kaiser Permanente and integrated healthcare system. So,
0: so you've been doing this a while in other words, and you know, I'm really interested in where you believe we are with turnover analysis, because obviously with the great resignation, all that's happening with certain job families in particular, that, hey, there's a scarce amount of talent. You know, there's more demand than there is supply of talent. So you have to be very uh, specific on where you're going to put your dollars to retain Mm -hmm. people, particularly those who are what I would call key contributors. Uh, How about just introduce what turnover analysis not only is to you, but why are you doing it? What's the purpose? Who's your audience for it? Audience are the leaders, the
1: audience are the uh, uh uh every single manager in the company who's feeling the pain of losing their staff. So uh the great resolution is is true. It's real. Um and it's still happening. I think the pain is a little bit better now, but you know, it's still there, it still lingers. Um, um I you know, my colleagues are still leaving. <laughs> uh the company and you look to the left and the right you know there's somebody leaving uh, this week or past week so um so it's 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 still out there i mean it's getting a little better but it's still out there and when i joined uh the company six seven months ago this is the number one headache of all of the leaders um not just the, the chief people officer but you know all the business leaders up to the ceo they they want to figure out why are people leaving? Is it just because the pay? Is it because, you know, uh, uh, they're not happy with their bosses? Is it because they're not happy with their work? You know, what is going on? Um, and how can we, uh, alleviate it, right? How can we, how can we, uh, improve it and, and get better, uh, if it's the money, how much dollars that we need to throw, you know, throw out in order to keep the people, is it because of something else, um, can we do something about it? I mean, you know, and we, we get in, we can get into the detail a little better, but, uh, you know, my task was to really figure out the root cause, right. Um, of all these of all these reasons, um, uh, why are we losing our people? Right. And, um, get to the, get to the root of it. And then we can come up with ret- retention strategy. We can come up with, uh, you know, programs to keep our talents.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, I, as I'm, I'm smiling inside because I see so many organizations putting together retention strategies and priorities and budget based on what they read in the magazine, what they read in the popular press and what they see on LinkedIn. And while there are certainly leading practices that can be considered, unless you understand the people within the system for which you're responsible at that point in time, you're really just guessing. And right. so that's where I really celebrate what you are bringing to the floor and you know I know you have the scope and methodology that uh you'd like to share. You want to jump into that? Sure, Yeah. Yeah, so
1: um are we sharing this Okay, there you go. Great. This is new technology L by the way. I'm very impressed with what you have, you know, so you do this I, live. I'm trying <laughs> <laughs> So the scope, you know, and the scope and the scope and the goal, you know, was just what I mentioned, you know, t- turnover is is a huge problem and headache uh, for, for for my company and just as many other companies because we're losing people left and right. Um, and we really want to dig into the root cause. Most of the companies will have exit interviews, uh, just like Cushman and Wayfield, we also have exit interviews. The response rate is, however, usually pretty low and in, in, uh, if you look at the the, the answers and the survey, um it's self-reported, right? So you can't really get to the to the weed of it. And um another another uh challenge that you know exit sur- interview that has is 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 um uh it's self-reported, right? So it's it's not based on fact or or true data, it's based on perspective. And if you read into each of the responses, there might be conflicts and stuff like that. So um, so what I uh, figure what we can do better is we can dig into the, the true data, right? Look into, uh, we use Workday, we looking into our data from Workday, looking into multiple sources. We have, uh, engagement survey, we use workplace analytics from Microsoft. So all these data put together, we, we have about more than 130 data attributes and, and bring into this machine learning algorithm to figure out what is really the number one, two, three factors driving people out. Right. Um, and we have about, uh, we are a global company, so we have pretty good data records to play with. So we've included more than 66,000 global, uh, employee records, uh, including all countries, service line, um, and focusing on really the great resignation time period, right. To, to understand why are people leaving?
0: You know, with that in mind, the first thing that jumps out, you know, 130 attributes in multiple systems, you know, it's very easy for people to just get overwhelmed. And I've seen, you know, the overwhelm look and behaviors of, okay, you know, we're not there yet. Uh, we can't do that. We don't have the resources. We don't have the expertise. We don't have the re- required technologies. What do you say to those? Because obviously leaders there at Cushman Wakefield said this is a priority. They've hired you to uh, either enhance the capability that was formerly there or create it from scratch. But really, how accessible is it to you? you know, how difficult? What's the, is it a heavy lift? Is it a moderate lift? And what technologies do you use to help get this work done?
1: Yeah, and, and there are a lot of data. So um, most of the people, we challenge their company's data. Cushman is no exception. So a lot of colleagues are like, well, you know, you want to do this. The data is not clean. Um, but you know, through my experience and actually f- from my experience from Aon, looking at a lot of different clients, company data. Yeah, none of them are perfectly, you know, 90% clean, but, uh, most of them have good enough data for you to, to work with, right? So you have to make assumptions. You have to make imputation before making work And and I'm grateful to have a team um, if I can mention their name, John and, and Stephen and, Anna and Corbin, they all help me with, you know, cleaning up the data and, and designing the model and the technique, um, to, to combine all these 130 data attributes coming from different data sources. Um, running the model is actually not, uh, that laborious. I mean, it's the design and also the, uh, the, 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 the massaging, the, the merging and bringing the data together. That could be pretty laborious. Um, so we we'll put them together in Python. So that's the tool that we use and, um, um, you know, create a data process to, to clean the data and then, uh, design the model and, and borrow. Python has great, uh, data modeling libraries that you can just download and install and you can, you know, just use that, use those libraries, run the script, then you have your all your data, you know, run into the model and then come up with the results.
0: So, well, uh, yeah, I want to get into the modeling in, in a second, uh, but first I I'm really taken by the attributes, 130 attributes. I, I'm going to bring up that, that slide. Do you mind talking to these and you know, how you brought these together and how you decided on that these were the appropriate ones? Yeah. So, I mean, we tried to, we, d- we, we tried to take whatever we have, right. As
1: much as possible, we don't try to invent anything that we don't have unless it's, it's super crucial, right. So, um, and all the like, uh, normal suspect that you will have, uh, you know, in a data analytics or people analytics world that you think about, right. Gender, ethnicity, uh, uh, experience, tenure, performance ratings, of control. So all of these are, um, are, are pretty basic or fundamental core data attributes that we think it will have an impact on turnover. Um, um, it's, it's really more like common sense, right? You know, uh, uh people who tend to, uh, uh, get stuck in in a position might, might tend to, might tend to leave, uh, you know, more likely to leave than the others. Um, uh, and we also found that, you know, married couple may t- tend to stick a little longer, uh, than, than, uh, single, uh, employees. So, and of course, you know compensation, engagement, workforce analytics, and all these data that we can bring in. Some of them are pretty interesting, actually. When when we when we look at it, when we look at the result, um, some of them are not pretty um, uh, uh, typical, right? But still, you know, what the model can do, the best is it tells us which will be the highest ranked or will be the most impactful that um, drive turnover.
0: Yeah, so one of the things that I am obviously, not obviously, but I'm going to go to the actual modeling technique that you've used is that people analytics professionals, those who know varying analytical techniques, Uh, need to choose wisely and apply the one that's most appropriate given the problem you're trying to solve. And so you called out your your colleagues. So it's one thing to have the attributes. It's another thing to apply the appropriate model. And correct me if I'm wrong, you also have to learn what data uh, you're lacking that maybe might enhance the story over time. So you might go create new data or, or find new data. Is that part of your process as well? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: just for example, right? So there, there are data that, that, don't exist in, in, uh, in the, in the data warehouse, right? So, so you will have to create or, uh, create new fields or, uh, create an index in order to, uh, to bring them into the model, say, uh, promotion, uh, lateral transfer. Um, um, and, uh, you know, uh, I mean, f- even for tenure, right? I mean, you, you will have date of hire, but you really have to measure it from that date of hire to today in order to come up with a year mark, right? So how many years, uh, uh, that, you know, the person has been within the company or, uh, the last, you have to look at the last change of, of the person's job role to today's. So, you know, you know, how long that person has. Stay in the role for it, right. So um, there are a lot of. That's why you know I was saying that uh, doing the data uh, cleaning and prepping that could be a lot more laborious than than um, than running the model because to your point you have to really create or um, uh, calculate some fields right in order to 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 bring them into the model.
0: Well, what model did you choose here? Do you want to describe this? So this is called a category
1: boost gradient classifier in, in long, um, what we, what we simplify it as a cat boost machine learning model, what it does is it actually takes in all those hundred, you know, for our cases, taking all those 130, uh, attributes, um, and they would convert the categorical ver- attributes into numeric. So things such as like business categories, um, a department and things like that, they would turn it into numeric, um, in order before running the model. And that's important because a lot of models um such as uh, linear regression, they don't really turn those categorical into into numeric. So so this would this would do the trick on its own. And what it does is it has it it learns um multiple or, or numerous uh, uh decision tree um uh, uh type of uh, model or attributes, right? Uh to to figure out which attribute would be the most important. Uh, factor that is driving turnover, right? Attribute like ter- uh, tenure, experience, or department, business category, geography, right? All these will will be uh, 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 a lot of these factor will have its own decision tree, and we'll see. Hey, you know, if this person is from California, um, did he did he uh, terminate or not? Right? If he didn't terminate, what? Well, how was his ter- performance rating? Uh, was it high, low, medium? Right? And and if it's a high performance do he leave or not right? so all these decision tree will be uh will be learned and iterated in this model to come up with the result that we will, that would we'll need, which is you know to rank which which will be the number one factor number one, two, three or four right uh, root causes of turnover.
0: now is this being run continuously or is it uh done on an ongoing recurring basis This could be run um uh, you can set it either way,
1: right? So what we do is we run the first pass, and then we, we use the data, we use the time frame of the data that, that, that we scoped out, um, and then, and then run it in order to figure out, Hey, you know, what is, uh, up to, what is the most up to date root causes of turnover, right? And, then you know, in three month time, six month time, we can definitely refresh this and see, you know, what's the change. I mean, definitely not daily because. You know, what, what, what's the most important factor today will probably be the same most important factor tomorrow. This is not like stock pricing, right? So.
0: Right. It, yeah, just to geek out with you a little bit on this, um, is this agent-based modeling or do you actually have people, uh, that, you know, the people are in this model? This is, no, this is the people, uh, this is using okay. the actual uh, employee by employee
1: level data. So, um, so I think to elaborate your, your question is that it's possible to do a reverse, uh, uh, analysis to figure out each of the person's turnover risk. And that's Mm. actually what we're doing, uh, as we speak now. So we can use the finding and the result of this model to kind of look at,
0: Hey, what is the turnover risk for MPE, right? Based on all these, uh, findings. And so that's gonna invite the question, you know, who, who does this go to? Does it actually go to the individual's immediate manager? Uh, it could, it could. Okay. So yeah. what, what we have, uh, presented to,
1: to is, uh, most of the top, uh, executive leaders, right. And we broke it down by different business lines and, and different geography, depending on the structure of the company. So they know under their umbrella, you know, what one of the many reasons, uh, people are leaving and how can they, um, how can they, uh, uh you know, prevent and avoid it. So.
0: <laughs> right. And in that case, is it the case where they actually know the individual person and have a discussion with them? Or is it more, okay, this is generally the theme in my group and therefore I need to pay more attention to, I don't know, uh, hybrid work or yeah. just some other factor. So they're two full, right. Um, so. Uh, on the
1: high level, we give them the reasons why people are leaving, which I can show, share in a little bit. And one of the most important reasons for Cushman and Wakefield is um, internal mobility. So for most of the regions and business alliance, internal mobility uh, continues to show up as the number one reason why people are leaving. And in fact, the model can tell us uh, uh, you know, how many years a person has, sta- has been doing in the same role are a lot more likely to leave. Right, mm-hmm. um, uh, if I can share you know, it's, 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 so, so for, for our analysis, most of the, most, most of the places that we have seen is two years. So if a person has continued to do the same thing for two years, that person's, uh, likelihood to leave is gonna be higher, a lot higher than, than those who have switched roles during the past two years. Right. Um, so, so that's one fold, right? And then, so as we do, draw down to, to the individual. Um, we can, I mean, what, what we're trying to create is as a roster, right. And, and give it to the managers and have the managers look at it and identify who are the high risk, uh, uh individuals who might be leaving and, you know, whether it was, you know, you know, first of all, are, are they, uh, if they're high risk, right. Are they high potential, are they high performing individuals, right? If they are. What would be the retention strategy that you would want to come up with right? Well we on the record, you can show their previous promotion date, previous merit increase, how much was it bonus and all that right? so the manager can make adjustment if if they uh decide to retain them.
0: yeah I, I smile because having done similar work twenty years ago and I almost like twenty years ago like to the day, it feels like, uh, it was the same, uh, analysis that came out of the corporate leadership council is that, uh, high performers with less than two years, uh, tenure, um, they tended to be disengaged after that point. The narrative that ensued after at least the exploratory discussion was that, well, everybody wants that because you have your first year where you're kind of learning the job and then you get performance targets put next to you and now you're there's no other place to hide so at the end of year two it's like a heightened level of accountability and expectations arguably so are those the types of discussions that you know are are, you all are having now it's like yes there's the needs of the worker to have um opportunity and and grow and but there's the needs of the business to have, you know, certain things done and contributions made and, you know, finding that balance is, is that. Yeah, definitely.
1: So, so we even provided some metrics or some percentage change, uh, from the current state, right? So say, you know, for the current, what is the current promotion rate? What is the current lateral transfer rate? Right. Mm -hmm. And you are to reduce turnover by how many percent you have to boost your promotion rate by how many percent? You have to boost your, uh, uh, lateral transfer rate by how many percent, then you can achieve the goal of reducing turnover. That's what the model can tell us. Right. And I mean, that's, that's number, but the hard part is how do we implement programs and stuff? Right. And then to, to, to enhance promotion and then to encourage lateral transfer. Right. So that's, that's the, uh, that's the human part of the, the soft skill that, uh, that needs to be built, um, in order to make it happen. So Oh, you you go ahead. I interrupted. I'm sorry. No, no, no. So, I mean, so, 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 I mean, so, so that's,
0: what you know, (laughs) that's what basically where my work work in and I pass it on to my colleague. You know, who is in the room either immediately or downstream? Because, you know, to solve for this internal mobility, uh, compensation, uh, communications, Uh yep. learning, you know, all that you know have to kind of think together of how they're impacting the uh, employee experience. So is is that process mature, like in terms of the governance and taking the insight that you have and making systematic decisions, or is that something that's just now evolving given the level of insight you're able to generate? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's evolving
1: is 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 uh I will say it's in the in the in the baby um in fits, you know period. Right. So we're still building it out. Um, um, of course, you know, but, but this, this report has been discussed multiple times with different parties, uh, our talent management, our compensation, our recruitment, right. And all, all of them, um, have to get involved and, and and kind of have a voice and say, Hey, you know, what could we do? So if I'm, if my model is proposing a a 5% jump for everybody, is it sustainable? right. Compensation right. finance have to make a decision. Well, maybe not 5%, maybe we can give them 3%. Then, you know, then how much turnover that will, we, that will, uh, will decrease instead, you know, say if we give out 5% turnover, will come down by 10%, just making it up. Right. But now we only have the money for 3%. Then, we, you know, we're looking at turnover coming down by, you know, five or 6%. So, um, so there's a lot of like, you know, uh, uh, give and take right in, in negotiation and discussion with different parties to make things happen. So.
0: Got it. And do you all have a workforce planning capability? Do you call it that if so, or is it something similar, but different? Uh, yes, I, I but I'll say it's, it's pretty ad hoc. <laughs> okay. So, so is
1: you know, uh, uh, I would say that, you know, a company tries to be proactive. But at the moment is we are still in the pretty much reactive phase, right? So we're, we're like turnover, huge problem, right? So that's, we're reacting to it. Got we, it. we, we, design this, uh, we're looking to, you know, we design this analysis. We're looking to the issue. We're talking to the challenges. Then we come up with recommendations and solutions, get a group together to figure out how do we tackle it. So
0: got it. Yeah, yeah. I've, cause it sounds like, and again, I'm putting my own narrative over this, uh, shamelessly is that I've seen organizations do, you know, workforce planning, formulate retention strategies in either a process centric approach or a data or insight centric approach. And it sounds like you all are generating the insight and now you're going to figure out, you know, how to use it downstream. Some like, okay, we're going to talk about this and we're going to identify a problem, and then we're going to go source the data and insight that we need to solve that problem. It's there's no judgment. Either way, because some people can't get their heads around it, you know, until they can actually see it, you know, and now, okay, now we can use that to do that. So that sounds like what you all are doing. And obviously, yeah, and yeah. And what I appreciate and grateful about, about Cushman and Wayfield is
1: that the leaders are really data heavy and they're very data driven, right? So they believe in, you know, looking at the analysis, um, and looking at the, uh, the, the the fact-based, uh, results before making any decision. So it's not like, hey, I feel like this is going to work. Then let's do this. Uh, we don't, we don't do that. So everything is going to be based on data, based on fact evidence. So
0: love it. Well, Empe, thank you for sharing. What time is it there? Eleven thirty p.m. What, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I mean, thank you. For- Me as a personal thank you and thank you, you know, on behalf of the community and those who will, you know, take advantage and and learn from your insights and ideas. I I appreciate you making the effort. And uh, I really uh, hope you get to Hong Kong and and see your uh, mother, if I recall correctly, uh, you know, soon and and safely. So, um, yeah, really appreciate you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in person before too long. Don't know when that's going to be. But but yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. How can no, people no, no. learn more about you? And how can people learn more about you and what you're up to? I'm on LinkedIn and I I, I know that you can pop a little LinkedIn out, right?
1: Um and I'm in, and my name is 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 uh, shown on the screen. So and there are not too many and on LinkedIn. So uh as soon as we'll type NP, I think my face will show up. So uh <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty easy.
0: <laughs> easy All right, MP. Well again, you be well, thank you, and uh we'll talk soon, yeah? Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Cheers. All right.